The following episode is uncensored and contains language and scenarios that some listeners may find disturbing or offensive. We don't intend to make a habit of this, but there are some topics that are darker than others and warrant an unfiltered discussion. We hope you understand, and with that being said, on with the episode. I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And And this this is That Other F Word. Welcome to That Other F Word, where um, God knows what will happen at any given moment. Like the rest of the world, no, nothing is safe. Nothing, nothing is sacred. Cannot, nothing is safe. <laughs> nothing is dependable. You can depend on nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Especially ginger bearded producers. Who will deny he's ginger? Yeah. Absolutely. He, well, he'll say he's ginger bearded, but not red Yeah, and it's a problem, which is a problem. Everything is a problem. Everything. <laughs> Speaking of problems, <laughs> do we have one. Do we have one in 2020? Well, we have a lot, um, but actually, something kind of good happened this week. In fact, as of today, today is the 11th. Where we're recording this. It happened just two days ago. Wee-hoo. So, not a lot of good things happen here in Tennessee. I mean, Heavenly Dragon was born. Uh, Dolly Parton's from here. Uh, this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've ha- we haven't had a whole lot of wins. No, we're now on like the list of quarantine states. I mean, it's great. It's fine. oh yeah, it's a, we're even Knox County, where we're we hot zone. Live, where it was like we were kind of thumbs up there for a little while. We no, are. no, now we're being followed by national the people. CDC. Like we're a yeah. problem. Yeah, everything's a problem. We're a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> and Mitch said we were too chipper this morning. I don't know what he's talking about. After he initially like closed out of our Zoom meeting under protest. Yeah. He just didn't appreciate that I had Maui on singing. First You're thing welcome. Was, it's not even that early. It's not that early. It's just not that early. I've been up for hours. Like, relax. <laughs> I've we're- been up since seven and that's sleeping in for me. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I mean, it's the same, same exact, I mean, pretty much time. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Cool. The dragon decided to sleep in this morning. To a right, the right time of seven. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Hashtag mom life. Anyway, right. what are we here to talk about today? The good news. So, and this isn't sarcastic good news, how I usually start off the episode being mm-hmm. sarcastic about something. And then Katrina says like, no, this is actually a good thing happened here in Tennessee. So... We are the birthplace of Nathan Bedford Forrest, who is, as we'll talk about, one of the founders of the KKK. Everybody knows what that is. Uh, Another glowing point of pride for our state. Um, There was a bust of him in our state capitol that this week they voted to remove. This is actually actually good. Applause, Tennessee. Because yeah, this has needed to happen for a very long time. Um, and, I mean, clearly, a bust of someone like that doesn't belong in the state capitol, which, as far as I'm concerned, belongs to all the state citizens, some of whom aren't white. A good portion of aren't white. Right. So, let's talk a little bit about who he is and what has happened. So, Also, wait, can we talk, can we just... This is like, we didn't really talk about this, but um, by the way, in the um, Civil War, I think most people assume Tennessee was part of the Confederacy. 
and we were really a state divided. That's right. Um, East Tennessee was very much union, and we had other pockets of union and some pockets of confederacy. So this state was not a confederate state. Right. Um, in today's Democrat, Republican, we would have been purple. Um, and so I just want to kind of throw that out there. We were um, kind of almost like a fault line, I feel yeah. like. <clears throat> and so I just wanted to make sure that was kind of, to anybody who didn't know that, um, most of our listeners are here in Tennessee, but we do have a, a listeners that are outside of the state and country. Just just throwing that in there, that little but bit. I would bet there's some people here in, in good old Knox County who didn't know that either, who needed to be schooled by our um, friend from Miami. <laughs> well, you know, I only ran the historic home of Knox, the Knoxville's first home for years. It's fine. It's, I'll just, I'll educate all of you on your own history. Yes. No problem. It's fine. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> okay. So Mr. Forrest, um, he was a Confederate general during the Civil War. Uh, at some point before that, he was a slave trader. So proud. Um yes. He was known as the Wizard of the Saddle for his ingenious use of cavalry forces. This is mostly from history.com, by the way. Sure. Also, wizard. We're <laughs> but I'm okay. You're so that, hear that word again. Yep, we will. I'm okay with that. Though. I mean, like being a good cavalry leader is just wait until. <laughs> In addition to his ingenious cavalry tactics, Forrest is also remembered for his controversial involvement in the Battle of Fort Pillow in April 1864, when his troops massacred black soldiers following a Union surrender. Not so great. On the conduct of war, would later investigate the incident and agree that the Forrest men had committed an unjust slaughter. You think? So I don't really care about your tactics and how great you are at them when you're slaughtering people unnecessarily in a war. Well, and against the rules of war. There are right. rules in war. <clears throat> uh, he worked as a planter and railroad president after the war and served as the first grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. There's that wizard word again. <laughs> um, the statue was placed in the state capitol in 1978. So and we'll circle back to that. It, it wasn't in the state capitol back in the late 1800s or early 1900s, like, Right, like what were we thinking in 1978? This is right before my birth. I think we were thinking, gosh, all those we civil rights things that were recently happening were really, we need to let people know how we feel about that. Um, so <laughs> this past Thursday, the state's capital committee voted to remove the bust. Um, I think the vote was seven to two. Okay. So two people saying, now ah, we should leave it. Okay, uh, find those two people, write them a nice little letter. The measure, so they tried to do this in 2017, and the measure failed. Um, it is worth noting that, and we can talk about this again later, that he is going to be moved to a museum, the bust. Um, it's not that it's getting thrown into a river or smashed into pieces or anything like that. He's going into a museum. Which I, think pe- I think people think that we're trying to um, erase history when we do things like this. And really... It's not, it's not that. There's just a place for certain pieces of history. And in public p- parks where taxpayers and all kinds of people, like you said, have public access, is it, you know, we're not, we're not pretending the Civil War didn't happen. We're not, well, some people now are still pretending racism doesn't happen. So that's a whole thing. So I guess, you know, but 
The Civil War did happen. Well, well, well. Oh, hello, Mitchell. Hi. You know, we're not, history happened. We're not saying, oh, Nathan Bedford Forrest never existed. We're just saying, let's not celebrate him in public parks where people of different color and heritage come and pay their taxes to visit, right? Let's not put him in a place of honor of this guy who, even before he was the grand resident of the KKK, unjustly slaughtered a bunch of people. A bunch of people of color, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, he really, did, I mean. Sure, but so like, first of all, it's, it's important to know that it's people of color, but also like. He's just, he's a murderer. Should it matter? Yeah. But, then, but like, then on top of being a mass murderer, he murdered a bunch of surrendered Union black soldiers. This is a big deal. This is like, this took a big deal even further. After um, they surrendered. After right. they surrendered. That's right. I mean. That's what so, surrendered means. I'd like to. I'd like to also, I think that, so we've all seen, oh, I don't know if you've seen, if anybody's been to Holocaust Museum or Auschwitz or any of the camps, you know, you've, you can see Nazi paraphernalia, you can see what Hitler looked like, you can see what SS soldiers looked like, you can see all of these things, you can see gas chambers, you can see the shoes of the, you know, you can see these things. I don't know, and I've never been to Germany, so if anybody would like to correct me, I don't think there are any monuments erected to Hitler in public German parks. I'm going to say that if you mention the name Adolf Hitler in Germany, you will be publicly chastised and kicked out of the country fairly quickly. Yeah, I mean, my understanding is it's it's like a shame. It's like yeah, our national there is, shame. There is no love for him or them being the Nazis in Germany. I mean outside of assuredly some small pockets of dickheads. Right. There's always going to be people who are, I mean, we have Nazis now here present that, you know, um, as true as it ever was. (laughs) So, um, but we don't have, so we didn't, we didn't erase it. Unlike, you know, Mel Gibson and his father who say Holocaust didn't happen, even though we still have actually a few survivors left. Um, the Holocaust happened. Hitler was a person who existed. There are books on him. There are all these things we can, but we're not celebrating his life and all the great things he did for humanity in public spaces. It should be really simple. Like I think, I think it should be very simple. Losers don't get trophies. Losers don't get statues. Stop it. Like, I mean, in all seriousness, like you want to, these are the same, the people that are complaining about, uh, Confederate statues being pulled down to the same ones that are probably complaining about their kids getting a participation trophy in school uh, yeah. because they're like, well, no, you, this, you play the game to win or you don't. And, and then they're like, well, that's our history. Well, you're, you're kid, right. Your kid it's, losing that baseball tournament was also history, but you're mad that you're they a loser. Got a participation trophy, but no, yeah. you, you get written down in a book as a loser. Get over it. It's you're absolutely right. I mean, it would be that simple. Nathan Bedford Forrest, Robert E. Lee, they lost the war. Yeah. You're right. You are right. We're giving trophies to <laughs> the losing team. So, yes, in the, in, the, in the world of all people get awards, pick, be like, make a, be consistent. I, I get, I, yes, I, I don't I, disagree. I genuinely don't know that this kind of nonsense happens anywhere else in the world where there's a war fought, the end result is a larger nation but then there's still this sect that's like no we're not gonna let go we're gonna rise again 
for something that happened a long, long time ago. It didn't and the just reenactments happen. and stuff. I don't understand reenactments either. I find that very strange. Mm. Um, I, okay, I'll, I'll say to this. There's a lot of nerddom. There's some nerddom, but I mean, so as a history person, um, there is there is some value to seeing how these things played out. I don't think um, if they're done properly, look, w- there's no changing history. It happened. The <laughs> Confederacy lost. <laughs> showing the battles and showing kind, like in real life, like people who are like more tactile or watching learners, like people who can learn by watching, there is some value to it, watching just... Do we reenact other wars? I I mean, I don't know the answer to that. Well, I don't know. I don't, I mean, uh, but there are revolutionary war uh, reenactors. I mean... I just, I think that there's this weird romance about the Civil War. There is. And I think that plays into it. There is. And I I mean, but like I've said, I've seen seen reenactments of all of our wars, but I'm kind of a weird history nerd um are are, like you've seen reenactments of the korean war and nam and well no like on our land i don't think that we're the other wars like there's never gonna be a vietnam reenactment well that's my my point i mean for good reason very much like the south losing the war vietnam was a disgrace on the on us so of course we're not gonna reenact it but i've seen the ones that happened on our soil Hey, have you guys been to see that uh, that King George statue that's up in uh, in Boston? Have you guys been to see that? Because uh-uh. it doesn't exist. Uh-uh. <laughs> Correct, because we won. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cheering. So- we cheered when they brought down the statue of Saddam Hussein, and we were like, "Yeah, democracy!" That's part of their history. Why didn't we leave that up? So, Mitchell, my love, while you were otherwise occupied, we were talking about how Even. Nathan Bedford Forrest was the first Grand Wizard of the KKK. Yes, he was. Um, and before we started recording, you had some interesting things to tell us about the KKK. Because mm. I actually, so, I know very little about them. I, you know, we were talking about how, like, people act like it was just a social club, you know, much like these statues that went up in, like, the mid-19th century. No, mid-1900s. Um it's more about like hey uh we don't like black people (laughs) that's what the kk is and was uh was in the mid-1900s was when it was first established correct somewhat it kind of started as and just to clarify my sources it's been a while since i listened to this podcast but if you really want to get and i highly recommend this podcast uh robert evans did a three-part series on behind the bastards of the formation of the the Ku Klux Klan super deep dive into it but also kind of keeps it low-key and, and has a good time making fun of them um, but it it was like lonely dudes that were like hey we should get together and it honestly it started off kind of like a, a localized police force where they were like we're gonna put these sheets on and we're gonna ride around and pretend to be ghosts for a and while it- like Dungeons and Dragons. Nothing. No, it really, it was a game of pretend with a bunch of grown men playing pretend ghosts so that they could scare people into um, compliance. And if you ever, they read a lot of the letters and the ads that they put out in local papers and stuff like that. 
still doing that by the way huh still still doing that oh yeah yeah yeah. but if you like to hear the words that these grown men wrote on a piece of paper and sent out as in hey come join our fun dungeons and dragons club it's (laughs) it's ridiculous and it's it's hilarious are they the original incels possibly in all seriousness except they had to get married because they controlled women uh sure but other than that all the fun things yeah um women couldn't live without them someone also had to make their ghost sheets yes correct but it it's comical i mean it's grown-ass men going hey man I, i tell you what you call me the cyclops of hiroshima and and you can be the uh uh mastodon of doom yeah man that's cool let's get on our horses and ride Woo! boo we're ghosts it does it does you know in Django when they do the whole ku klux klan scene like he can't see out of his thing because and yeah. he's like my wife worked hard at this like that whole scene is i have to feel like it's more accurate than we might than not yeah that's correct it's funny but i also i mean no yes it's it's really really just pointing out how just superiorly intelligent they are. Well, it isn't like ridicule kind of a stronger tool than like being afraid of them. Yes. Yeah. Except for I think we should. I mean, I think there is a level of fear. I mean, these are people who have have gone beyond reasonable. Um, racism is not okay and not. But there are people who are racist who are just racist. They're not necessarily like violent or dangerous i think these guys do take it to that next level it's different than being like oh my god a black person than being actively hating and going against black people or people of a different religion that that is a little bit but yes i think we know what's his name ren the the guy who spoke um he's a lawyer in town who um uh chris uh, i love him so, so basically, yeah, what Katrina's talking about, so at when Katrina and I met, as many of you know, I was running a program that Katrina attended, and he came and talked about how when the KKK was protesting here in Knoxville, he and his organization came, um, and they were dressed as the Ku Klux Clowns, and were basically ridiculing the KKK. Yeah, and they, so he, like, so he does, he actually actively goes and counter protests their protests and they always have more numbers of course and um when they, Wait, the the the, the, cl- the protesting the kkk have more numbers correct the counter protesters have more than the protesters and whenever they scream white power he they either throw out white flowers or white flower and he <laughs> said he has actually gotten a clan member to tears out of frustration <laughs> because he's like white flowers white flower in the clip i'm saying white power I'm, you know and and it's like yes yeah, so ridicule and he's yeah, i think he's not been killed him. yet here's they pose a very real threat i mean we're lying to our like people are being lynched today like these these black guys that have been found hanging from trees and we're calling it suicide, suicide. yeah, yeah. Not we're calling suicide. It suicide. don't be ridiculous yes mm-hmm. um but but they are still just human beings and they, what they are doing and what they believe is ridiculous. So, yeah, I think there's, there's, we have to take it seriously, but there's also power in being 
and not making them, you know, they wear these hoods. And to me that like, when I see a hooded figure like that, it like strikes fear into me. Right? It strikes me as they're cowards. And if you really yes. believed what you meant, then you should show your face. Exactly. Exactly. So what are you afraid of? We'll talk about that in our next episode, actually. But um, this perfect, like, kind of in, but um, I just... Yeah, the KKK so, is for us. Right. So the point is, so we've, we, had, we erected a, a, sub, a, a statue honoring this guy. Yeah. And a public place in Tennessee where I, for instance, pay my taxes. Yeah. And once again, this happened you know, like a hundred years after this guy was doing the things that he was being lauded for. Um, and yeah. so it wasn't, it's like a hundred years after his death, we do this. Right. It, this it is wasn't even, even like, to me, this is more about owning the state capital as white people than, yeah. than anything else. Yes. We can dress it up as pride in our history, but I'm I'm not awfully proud of Nathan Bedford Forrest. No, we can. No, even more comical. Okay, so there's two statues of Nathan Bedford Forrest in the Nashville area, right? There's the one in the in the Capitol building that we're speaking of specifically, which is a bust of him. Which again, what exactly did he do to deserve a bust in the state oh, capital, other than be born great. here and found a, a a terrorist organization? Well, and he didn't do anything great, quite frankly, for the state of Tennessee. It's not like he did no. something really great. He no. just fought he like a um, hundred other. I mean, we're the volunteer state. You know how many people have fought for this state or right. this country from this state? More than any. That's why we're called the volunteer state. By the way, that's some more history for everybody who didn't know. <laughs> well, there is also one that exists on private property. Okay. And it is horrifically comical like but it's it meant to be like a monument to him or oh, a it absolutely is oh, okay it absolutely is but let me see if this works i'm gonna share my screen because this one i mean this it almost makes you feel like well if it looks this bananas maybe we leave it because it's certainly not <laughs> doing what it intended to do but you can see this from the interstate oh, oh, oh yes yeah. Look at these eyeballs and this face, this silver Nathan Bedford Forrest sitting on a golden horse looking like the craziest human being ever. <laughs> it, it's a, it is quite comical, to be honest. It is even you. more comical because somebody dumped green or pink paint all over it. That's awesome. And so, and, and he looks owner, like he's wearing a dress. The owner has not been able to clean off the paint. So now this giant pink Nathan Bedford Forrest statue of a lunatic is <laughs> looming over the interstate. I yeah. love it. I mean, and once again, like, I think I actually saw a story about this. I want to say it with John Oliver, but I'm not sure. Um, it, like there, it was made out of crappy material. Like it, they, all these statues went up around the same time and for the same reason and no thank you it's jim crow-esque no mm -hmm. yes no it was absolutely to repress the uh, the win it was to yeah. to overshadow the win by the union and to hold on to the southern values that they had while making sure everybody around knew where they still stood it's almost like a sign out front of a city 
that says something for foreboding. You yeah. know, it's like, hey, you're in this city now. We still hold these values sacred. Yeah, yeah. Whether yeah, whether you um, won or not, these are right. our rules. So I saw uh, something on Facebook, of course, where all wonderful things come from. Where um, I get my news. <laughs> someone was saying, okay, the statues- where we get all our topics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the statues are down. Do you feel better now? What has changed? And I would argue that it's not that like people suddenly had more money in their pocket or racism suddenly went extinct, but these are symbols of hate that reinforce racism. And I think that, you know, especially when they're in like the state capital or outside a state capital, what they're saying is kind of what Mitch was just referring to is <laughs> we hold these truths to be self-evident, right? Um, and so I, I think that I don't understand the, the history stuff is baloney. The, this stuff is baloney. Like it's time for this stuff to go. Yeah. And what it's, you're saying is not that history is baloney, just this particular. No, no, no. The, like the, the history argument is yes. baloney. Right. We're not forgetting. <laughs> like open a book. Yeah. That's open right. a book. Yeah. Since when did you go learn your history walking through the park where this statue was? How many people protesting that should be there have even been there? Yeah, that's a great point. Like, just stop. Just, you're so full of crap. And it's, it's just like we've been arguing and we've been talking about the Confederate flag. Does your history mean so much to you at the expense of how it makes somebody else feel? Your loser history. Your history well, as a losing party. Well, it and, it and it makes people know they are not welcome and you think of them as less. Right. It's that important to you to make another human being feel less valuable? That's hurtful. And if, if, you know, if someone that I knew and regarded me as a friend, if I was a person of color and a white person was posting that stuff, it would also make me think, Maybe they're not my not friend. Not only do they think of me as less, they're ignorant to the fact that they think of me as less. They don't know. They don't realize it. They don't even realize that they're, yeah, they're, they're, I'm a second-class citizen. Yeah. And it does happen a lot. It does. A lot of people who think they're your friends and don't even realize sometimes how, Donnie and I have that conversation. He, I'm sure. You know, you know he has a MAGA hat friend. I said, your MAGA hat friend would just as soon deport your ass because you're no different than everybody else he doesn't think belongs in this country. You are no different. He can just use you. That's right. So, you know, we, this is something that actually gets talked about and, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's a problem. Um, well, I think people, and this does tie into the other episode of recording today on cancel culture, but, um, People think that they're posting this and the people that are reading it are like agreeing with them, I think. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, well, and there are some that do. I, I look I, on Facebook and because we're here in East Tennessee and the nature of everybody being different, we've got, I've got a lot of extremely liberal friends and a lot of extremely conservative friends. And the posts could not be any stronger in opposition. And you'll see the, the ones chime in. Yes, yes. Ooh, Yeah. And then the other, you know, and it's just, and then so when you post that their, crap, somebody is seeing it and being affected by it. Unless well, you have a complete, unless you're completely in a bubble and then you're just reinforcing bad shit anyway. 
Bless you. I think some people also just, I'm, I don't know. Gesundheit. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. In German. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So we, so we're talking about all of this and we're like, we have oh, a devil's advocate, which by the way, the devil's advocate thing is, is also like a uh, yucky, like it's one of those arguments like slippery slope and other stuff that we're talking about it for the sake of having a podcast. Please. When someone of color is telling you how they feel about something, don't try to be the devil's advocate. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Um, we're arguing is- against ourselves, not against a person of color as to how they feel about the Nathan Bedford Forrest statue. No, this is, so this idea, so this was one of the first things I thought, so because everybody's like, well, you, everything means something different to everybody. And, you know, these statues can mean one thing or another thing. And then, you know, so, you know, for us, this podcast is a feminist podcast. No surprise. If, if you're surprised, you haven't been listening. Um, and this is, here's our tie-in. Um, we are huge women suffragists fans, right? We support the movement, obviously. We we think of a lot of these women as some of our heroes. We are big Feb and Harry Byrne fans, okay? So Harry Byrne is who makes the final vote. It would have been, you know, we would have lost our right to vote, but Harry Byrne says, yay, we, do, we get it because his mom, Feb, wrote him a letter, okay? So we have the right to vote basically because of Feb and Harry Byrne. We erected a monument to them here in East Tennessee. It is on public land um, right outside of our history museum. And, you know, we think of them as great. You know, we've been doing fun stuff since COVID. They've got masks on and all this fun stuff, right? Well, we are like, oh my God. We have our right to vote because of these people. Let's erect a monument. Well, what if we found out they owned slaves? Well, what they did for us, is it, is it more valuable than the fact that people of that time owned slaves? What's more important to us? Does it matter? These are all kind of our devil's advocate, you know, because we can always, you can make excuses for everything. Well, and, and, you know, within almost spitting distance of that statue is the woman suffrage statue, which has three women, one from each of the grand divisions of Tennessee. Um, and one of them, Elizabeth Avery Mother- Merriweather, who's from West Tennessee, uh, one of the original uh, like founding meetings of the KKK happened in her kitchen. So I've been uncomfortable with that since I found that out. <laughs> um, and, you know, she went on, like, speaking tour with Susan B. Anthony. And, Susan B. Anthony, and also against uh, Black people getting the right to vote, much more concerned with white women getting the right to vote. She was afraid that if white men or Black men got the right to vote before white women, they would also be against white women getting... Forget Black women, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we don't even care. We haven't even no. called them into the discussion. Elizabeth Cady Stanton was the same way. And these are women that we revere. Right. I mean, when when people vote, they go and took, they take their I voted sticker and put sticker and put it on Susan B. Anthony's gravestone. Right. I mean, this woman is someone who I've thought of as a personal hero. Um, and then now we're like, pause. Hold on. Um, not to mention what's come out recently. I mean, so I'm someone who's grown up like revering the founding fathers. Right. George Washington's teeth were not made of wood. OK, they were pulled from the mouths of his slaves, his teeth were. 
And, and yet, like whoever came up with that story, they were made of wood. What an right. unlikely, the, what a, the most unlikely, how did we believe that for so long? Whether we wanted to believe they were slave teeth or not, but who the hell actually came up with that lie? Like, and we believed it. We were like, oh, sure. I mean, they could have said piano teeth. It would have been a lot better. Like piano keys would have made more sense. I don't know. Like, Well, and, and Jefferson, you know, everybody, I think like over like the last couple decades, we've all been like, oh, like it's not that he had a romantic relationship with Sally Hemings. He raped her. He raped her. But not only that, now I've read that he kept her locked in a room. Oh, great. So... Can we just say, maybe maybe here's what we stopped. Well, one, erecting monuments to people might just be a bad idea because we are human beings and we're flawed, okay? Yeah. Um, these people may have done really great things. They did. We are very grateful for some of what they did. They also did some really epically shitty things. And maybe just we stop erecting monuments to people. I don't yeah. know. There, I mean, you could even put that in a biblical sense as far as not having idols uh, oh i love that point yeah i mean again and and i think i know that it's not all but i i think a lot of these people are also on that jesus boat where they're just like you know maybe speak to them from that level like maybe we shouldn't have statues at all like what good do statues do they don't teach anything it's the plaque out front of the statue with all the words and the information on it um but just having a, a big giant piece of metal or something in the shape of somebody is, it's kind of weird. It's, well, there's it's a old, lot of hubris involved there. Like there is, and it's kind of an old, I think it's an old school thing. I think it, they were invented for kind of specific purposes and it was to highlight whatever it was at the time somebody deemed valuable. And I just, it was a, money thing right it looked like if you could have a statue made of you or a painting made of you all of these things meant opulence or whatever you know oh, yeah. it, it held like some higher esteem or you know and I think just and I'm not like a oh let's be safe about everything person but like people just we're all shitty about something and just so what if what if they were like let's put up a statue of Harriet Tubman why don't we put it on the $20 bill? Is that any less weird? Probably. I just think if we just... Is it I weird think, that, like, because Washington well, is on the dollar? I mean, is that weird? No. I'm th like, how is that... I don't, it's not. Or, it's, it's revering them in the same way. Right. Or get rid of everybody off the dollar bills. Right. Right? You know, all of the currency. Yeah, that's, what, that's kind of my point. Right? Nobody on these things anymore these here's history here are all our presidents we learn about them that's fine we can go to a museum we can go to the white house look at them see what they did blah 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 um but yeah i think we have to take the romance out of certain aspects of our history and that doesn't mean that the declaration of independence isn't an amazing piece of writing that changed the world right People are complex. Right. And, you know, context matters. It doesn't mean that any of that stuff was okay, but they were living in a different time. And I know that that's a very tired argument, but it's still horrific. It's absolutely horrific. It was horrific at the time, but 
it is also not 2020. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it was just a different reality. That's right. And, right. And that's it. And uh, taking the romance out of it and just not erecting monuments in some weird, like put it down their grave. I don't know, do whatever, but. I think it's an important, you know, there's, there are degrees and everybody has to kind of make this decision for themselves, I think, but like, and that's okay, by the way, people can think differently about different things. That's fine. Katrina and I think differently about different things. Um, I disagree. Well, that's unacceptable. (laughs) Yeah. You must Um, agree with everything we say, (laughs) but like, you know, if someone, we have to be able to reconcile what someone has done. There are different aspects of different people. Right. Well, and and what we value, that's, that's exactly what, you know, did we decide Feb and Harry burn or uh, Susan B. Anthony, all of these, did they do more, good than they did bad did what they contribute do better than what they contributed like you know their positive contributions did they do more than the negative contributions right if anybody thinks they're they're perfect and then you've got something else coming too. all this holier than thou sitting on your high horse you're you're fucked up and flawed too so if you think you're not and you think some monument should be erected to you you're just as full of shit as anybody else to be honest with you um you're insane. We've all done terrible things. We've all done great things. Some people have done better and more terrible, but you know, what, what's a value? And then did you do more harm than good? Like back to Nathan Bedford Forrest, his line, like all of his, the little ticks on his, if you did the pro and con columns, he's got a hell of a lot more in the con. Then you take, you know, our say women suffragists, they have a, a lot more in the pro, but yes, they have ticks in the con. Right. And it, it's, it doesn't have to be, we throw everything away that they ever accomplished, but, but maybe instead of revering them as these like deities, we just have a little bit more of a realistic view of we who say, they were. Hey, she hosted a KKK clan meeting in her kitchen. Like fact, this is something she did along with the other stuff she did. Maybe this is the answer. Oh, God. Oh, Maybe good. we set a rule, a law that says if you want to erect a statue of a Confederate soldier, they have to have the same outlandish, insane facial construction as the Nathan Bedford Forrest independent statue that is over there, and you have to paint it pink. That's fine. Maybe any statue of anyone ever. Uh huh. Sure. And it has to be on your own land. Yeah, and you get to pay for it because it's certainly something I don't think that our community and my tax dollars need to be paying for. That's right. Hell no. I don't care who that is. Yeah. I mean, I genuinely, I don't want my tax. I want my taxes to go to something useful, like it, education. Yeah. Wouldn't it be or funny? Art installment, a nice <laughs> art installment in a. I'm gonna circle back to education. <laughs> but that's a, I feel like that's a whole different. Uh, well yeah we can maybe educate everybody instead of just putting up statues that serve no purpose like put up the little plaque that says this is a historical place and this is what happened here sure fine but a statue of somebody that's expensive like that's a lot of money oh yeah and it doesn't do anything i mean it 
Oh, it does something. It, 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 it makes a lot of people feel terrible. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm, I'm saying this in general, not even yeah. just like any statue. Like if you wanted to uh, erect a statue of Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day, like I like Green Day, but I don't want my money going like fix the potholes first. Yeah, and we're not going to go help see the homeless that population first, or right. fund education first, something like that. But well, why we need a statue of Green Day? I have one last question before we wrap this up. Dookie, what about Dookie was like, the best Green Day album? Oh, that's not the question you were going to ask. I'm sorry. I agree, though. Dookie. What about so? I just the the Jesus Cristo is that what it's called statue in uh, in Brazil just Brazil. popped into my head. Yeah. What about statues like that? I mean, that is like, isn't that like one of the world wonders or something, something, something? Well, I'm obviously not for it, but. Even as like a, wow, here's this huge piece of something someone did. Here's this huge cost that this country just used despite being ravaged by poverty and a a dictator. For one, it's not my country, so it's different. Um, so it is a because once again, it's a religious. I would have if somebody wanted to, if my taxpayer dollars were going to pay for an, a huge, beautiful Jesus statue. Oh. I guess um, to me, it's almost more like. Um, sorry, I wasn't talking into the microphone. I'm sorry, Mitch. Um, I guess to me, it popped in my head as one to bring up because. When I think of my religion, I don't think of that statue. When I think of that statue, I think of like, you know, it's like in movies and it's Oh, like- sure. And it's beautiful. But like, if that's put up though in a political, like as a taxpayer political in a, poli- then you've just told me that your religion is more important than mine. Correct. Yeah. Now, yep. if, if- And in this country of freedom of religion, that's a problem. If yep. the First Baptist Church of Brazil wanted to put that up there, then I've got no problem with it as long as it's that congregation and those people putting forth that money and right. the construction efforts or paying for the construction efforts. Right. That's fine. But they need to own that land and they need to do it themselves. Again, I don't I want my taxpayer dollars to go towards the community and things that make sense and function instead of stuff like that. Right. Excellent. I, I mean, I get it. For it's anything. super impressive, and we like everybody. Beautiful. Everybody wants that building or that monument that attracts tourism and stuff like that. That's fine. I get that, but we, there's so I, many other ways to bring in tourism, you know, right. other well, than a statue. Here's what's funny. So let's, you know, just because it's kind of you know something I fight with all the time. Everybody, you know, if we were trying to build that here. Um, and, and the Jews uprose and said, this is, you know, this doesn't represent all religions and all that. They'd say we were being sensitive. If I tried to put a huge star of David up, the anti-Semitism would be. Oh God. Well, I mean, palatable. it's, it's a lot like, um, <clears throat> the church of Satan or the satanic temple, whichever way you want to look at it. Katrina, you and I have both watched the documentary. Hail Satan. I watched it. Too. I, I was getting to the question. Calm down. <laughs> you all made me watch it. They have that same mentality of, oh, you want to put up a statue of the Ten Commandments outside of your courthouse? Okay, we'll yep. cool. 
I like your idea. We're going to put up our statue of Baphomet right next to it, and people go nuts. Ape no, shit. you can't have that here. You can't have that here. This isn't a, a satanic nation. And, and they're like, no, it's a pluralist nation. So you can have your statue. That's fine. As long as I can have mine also. But we have to have that statue that is the... Represents uh, us. Yeah, that, that also represents our way of thinking. Yeah, and it, it it's it's just very simple concept that people can't seem to get their hands around. So well, maybe maybe this is the answer. Maybe maybe the answer is from the the Church of the Satanic Temple. And if you want to build a statue of Robert E. Lee, you have to also build a statue of Ulysses S. Grant with his foot on top of Robert E. Lee's head, shoving Winning. his face into the dirt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Every Confederate soldier statue you build, you need to put a <laughs> Union soldier right next to it. Winning. Winning. Charlie Sheen style. Yeah. Or yes. you got to put a white flag in every Confederate soldier's hands or <laughs> something like that. But I mean, it, there's got to be that. Okay. This guy did this. That's fine. But he's an asshole. So why don't you show the <laughs> other end of that? Like show somebody that. Right. It's the other, it's the both sides of it then. Yeah. Yeah. Show all of the generals that beat him. I do kind of like the idea of a statue of Ulysses S. Grant, like standing on top of Robert E. Lee while a referee is giving a three count. Yes, that sounds magical. (laughs) (laughs) WWE style, baby. There's a statue of Nathan Bedford Forrest with... Uh, Ulysses S. Grant coming up behind him with a chair. I could dig it. You're really demonstrating your knowledge of union leaders. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, Grant. It's partly, it's partly <laughs> because I've lived Can in the have- South and everything is named after a Confederate soldier. Can we have Absolutely. Ulysses S. Grant for one? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, little known fact, Donnie's middle name is Ulysses. Let's move on. Or All we right. Can just I end. think we can bring this to a close. Yeah. I think we can too. We, we're done here. Are we all hiding behind our mics? No, because mine's all the way over here. Can we just stop being racist? I, I did. I'd love it if we could all do that. Could it be just a thing? It's that simple. It's that simple. I, did. I don't know why that's not the whole episode. We should have just started, said, well, stop being racist. And then we, we've got number one podcast. Ever. You know, it's actually I mean, not. I, I actually, I don't think it is that simple. I not. think that we all have this programming and conditioning, even those of us who like, you know, are actively anti-racist, we still have all this crap that was like squeezed into our heads. You know what I mean? Just well, by and only, the environment that you were, we grew up in. Well, and only one side has been represented. Well, right? And I heard Ever. somebody on a, another podcast, I think it was the Daily Zeitgeist, but they were they they were saying essentially everyone, regardless of your skin color, everyone has a little bit of white supremacy in them. Like, regardless of how it gets in there, and regardless of how it's perceived, as far as if you're a person of color, you have that built-in fear. Sure, and You've if been you, told right, and as a white person, you have that built-in. Not fear, privilege, right. I guess, right. for a better yes. term, but it's, nope. they are somehow. It's how privilege works. It's everybody. something you possess, and, someone and, else doesn't. 
and that's the problem is because it's been shoved into our faces and, and it's been the way and the way that people are educated in this country for so long by whitewashing history that it exists there. I know right. it sounds weird to say everybody has white supremacy in them, but like you were speaking, Rand, it's, it's the programming. It's the yeah. indoctrination of these ideas subliminally in a lot of cases. Yeah. And getting rid of these symbols is kind of the least we can do. And, yeah, oh, absolutely. But also a powerful thing to do. Yeah. I think. Unity. Oh, all you one nation under God. Well, you're one white nation under God. You're full of shit. Sorry. And on I'm that. Done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, Christo. I, I can't. I can't. Well, because it. I one last. I mean, everybody in there. Like we're so we're so loving of Jesus, and we're so everybody, and all this right up until it's somebody who's not white. You know, like. Well, that's what Jesus said. If someone doesn't look like you, you don't have to love them. That's right. That's exactly what he said. So, yeah. congratulations. <laughs> just so we're clear, that was sarcasm coming from Rin. <laughs> uh, just. Making sure everybody knows. Or well, you can, if you don't believe that, you can email her at that other F word <laughs> at gmail.com. What Jesus actually said was to love your enemies. Mm. Not so. that black people are your enemies. I just want to also clarify that for Rin. <laughs> no, but these, these people who, who cling so closely to their Bibles and their racism. Well, Jesus was white and blue eyed to them. So this is a thing. Are you trying to trigger me? I, There's a no, lot I'm of so sorry episode here, and you you guys keep saying this shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, we're done. We're done. Um, find us at thatotherfword.com. We are on Instagram, thatotherfwordpod. Um, subscribe and like us. We're on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Where you can watch the video of this if you're not currently watching the video. Yay! Um, and uh, I guess everybody should remember. Feminism, Feminism isn't, isn't a, a bad, bad word. word. <laughs>